I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Keaton Slovis, BYU's quarterback sitting in front of us here at Big 12 Media Days. And uh, we got to chat at the at the golf tournament a, a couple of weeks ago. This is a lot different circumstance. Now we were talking about the feeling real part. Uh, this has been a long day for you guys. Lots of interviews. But you've done this before. How much has the experience of going to these other media days at other conferences kind of helped with coming in today and kind of being the uh, the veteran? It hasn't been too bad today. We haven't... Uh I feel like I've, I had way more interviews the first time. Like, this is at least more diverse interviews. So I'm getting different questions and stuff. I remember the first time being like, man, I've answered the same question a hundred times. Oh, but bet. It's, uh, this has been pretty enjoyable. We had a nice little break in the middle. I mean, and shoot, when you're sitting in this, for those who can't know, don't know, we're in AT&T Stadium right now. Like, this Massive. is way cooler than, say, in some hotel, like, uh, convention area. Than, That's exactly than, right. Yeah. This is a really cool place to have this venue or to have this event. Bring it into Jerry World and put it on the field, and you're, you know you're st- right now you're sitting on one of the Dallas Stars on a helmet. Yeah, it's got to be. Do you, ever, do you look well, at you that? You got to respect the star. Don't, yeah. don't, don't desecrate the star. No, while you're you can't. Sitting there. I just missed it. Do you look, <laughs> do you look at helmet. that and go, I want to be on this field at some point. I want to be. I want to be in the league and and participating in this stadium and not just looking at it from a, a you know a, a college you know media day. Oh yeah, I think as a kid. Like you always look at it like same way when you're in high school and you're you go to college for like man I want to be playing there someday. Um, shoot, I played at Miami last year and that's at Hard Rock and the Dolphins play there. I've seen the same thing like man I want to be back here but with an NFL jersey on. So yeah, you definitely kind of envision it, but um, yeah, it's pretty special. So Keith, sure. I'm the I'm the voice you hear. You just don't see me. I'm in Salt Lake. It's Scott <laughs> Mitchell here. Uh, real excited for you and what you have in front of you at BYU this year, and really wish you the best of luck. I'm curious, how do you? Uh, prepare like because I've played quarterback and I know there's there's an there's an intellectual understanding of plays and then there's just knowing it intuitively. So how do you get to a point going into a place brand new like you and you have limited practice time? Like like where's the balance between too much offense, too little offense? How do you get yourself prepared? Because because you got to hit the round, ground running. You got one year and you got to really make it happen. What are you doing to make that happen? No, that's a great question and. I think that the beauty of it is, is this isn't like I've run these plays for the first time ever. Um, it's a new offense. I have to learn it. But most of the plays I have a general understanding of going in. And it's more so understanding how does A-Rod want me to view it or how does Coach Mitchell want me to run this. And most times it's pretty similar to the way I've been taught. But um, that I think is, is the harder thing is like getting on the same page with them. Like, okay, this is how the read is said to be on text, like in the textbook. But like, how do you really see it? Is this like really your first read? Or you're kind of just peeking at it, going to your uh, like. Are you really calling? Where you? Why are you calling this play? Are you calling it for this route? Or are you really looking to think this? Like, do you ever complete this ball here? So I think all that stuff is kind of questions you ask. But um, there's a lot of mental reps, especially in the spring before you go into it. Of like, hey, this concept's called, and you kind of just run through in your head. You go through your script. Okay, this play's called. What's my read? What am I going through? Okay, if they do this, they bring this pressure. What's my hot answer? Um, I mean, if you know, you play quarterback, you know to some extent like the the way you go about it. But I think it's been a lot easier here than last year, just because I'm so much more familiar with this offense. And again, the 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 decisions and the reads in this offense are so crystal clear. So I'm interested when you're standing in a huddle and you got a play call that comes in. What's the 
type of play call that comes in that you're like, oh, yeah, baby, that's it? And what's the kind of play call that comes in that you're like, can we get a, can we change that up? Can we audible? You sure that's what he sent that in? Yeah, a run play versus a pass play. Probably. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> when it's a run play, you're yeah, like, like, ah, whatever, this isn't my time. <laughs> no, but, I mean, there's certain pass plays you get, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is my, my bread and butter. This is my jam, and uh, there's other pass plays you're excited about. Like, there's never a pass play I'm not excited about, but, like, there's certain ones that are like, okay, it's third and ten. You called it. Okay. Now I like I feel great about it. Whereas like there's other ones where it's like all right second ten okay I feel solid about it. I know what to do. But like those are the those are the plays where you're like all right I'm ready to make a big play happen. With Fessy and, and Aaron Roderick kind of putting this passing game together in these calls, how many uh, are quick read options? How many do you have to read safety or you read a corner press and you have some type of route break into an option? Is that a lot? Is there a lot in the in where this the receivers option? have an option? Yeah. It's not as much as you think. Like. That's all these air raid type concepts, like why cross? Like they're supposed to cross the field, but they can always change their angle and stuff. Like yeah. that's the thing that changes. Like it is receiver friendly. Whenever they come out of a sale, they can change their angles. But there's not a whole lot of true like we have our option routes and we have our choice routes. But those are probably it's probably like four concepts like that. There's not. It's not like it's pretty. Um, it's pretty ingrained into the route what they're going to do. They can always sit stuff down, but for the most part. Um, you know, it's pretty clear to me what they're going to do. Is that do. similar with your first years at USC? Yeah, honestly, at USC, I think they had more freedom to do whatever they wanted, which was which was good <laughs> at times and kind of scary at times too, because you're like, oh shoot, what's he doing? Or oh, I thought he was going to sit down. All right, I guess he's running. But uh, just drop back and throw the ball deep to Mike Michael Pittman. Yeah, just give, him a chance. Just, just give him a chance. Just give him a chance. Do that three times against Utah. I don't know. That's a good idea. <laughs> not, that Scott, not that Scott remembers, right? <laughs> what do you do with the rest of your summer? Like, how, how do you how do you prepare? prepare what 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 does it look like the rest of the summer for you preparation wise yeah just what do you do do you, do you take time off do you like what what are you doing to, to kind of get ready for the season yeah i think uh, like the two like there's a lot of i've been throwing john beck a ton that's that's the one thing hmm. uh and i might have to go to california to do that sometimes he's in utah but i've been doing that a ton i feel really good with him and he just gets me dialed this is the best i think he's he said this is the best i've thrown um, you know, in the past couple of years with him. And so, like, he's helped me a ton get get really comfortable. But then beyond that, like, um, we're talking about I think a lot of it's really important to, like, just do stuff with the guys. You know, you don't get a lot of time during the season to go do stuff. For but, sure. I've uh, been playing a lot of golf with teammates. We did, a, like, a retreat a couple of weeks ago down to St. George with all the skilled players. Um, I'm still trying to do a dinner or something with the linemen and, uh, when I get back. but Maybe I'll squeeze them in. Well, no, I probably need to squeeze them in a few more times because uh, they're the ones who who keep me upright. But uh, but yeah, that's to me that's other stuff. And obviously, like you can watch film, you do like your uh, your rehab and stuff and strength and conditioning. But like to me, that's that's the bare minimum. I think the other stuff's uh, kind of takes you to the next level. Uh, Keaton Slovis joining us here at Big Twelve Media Days. I know that uh, you've you've got a ton of interviews. You still well, I mean, we're kind of wrapping the day up here, but it's been a long one for you. So we appreciate you taking some extra time. Uh, third team and. You know, having gone from USC to Pitt now to BYU, do you look at that? Do you think that people might short you and go, "It's his third team, man"? Like, uh, or do you think, or do you look at it like, "Now this is a massive opportunity for me because maybe people sort of put me at, uh, back of mind here because they're like, yeah, we don't know if we're going to see the freshman version of 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 Keaton Slovis versus uh, you know a guy that was in a Pitt offense that he didn't necessarily love." Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I don't really like. I kind of love that. You know, like. I've, before I played at USC, like no one thought I even would would be able to make it on the field, or better yet, mm-hmm. they were questioning why I was even the backup of that team. So I love when when people kind of say that stuff about me. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter either. Uh, 
people, it's funny. People always bring up the freshman year. Oh, you're so great, you're so great. I remember locking away from freshman year, being like, I didn't play perfect at all. I had great players around me. We threw the ball a ton, but like, I did some reckless stuff. I there were a lot of balls I should have completed that I didn't. It was almost inflated <laughs> to this like thing that didn't really exist. And it was it was it was good quality play, but I kind of strive for something better. And unfortunately, I had injuries and stuff that didn't allow me to to really reach it the next year. But um, yeah, look, and then at the same point to your, to answer your question fully, like. That's what I'm so excited about. Like to me, this is the perfect opportunity. That's why I transferred in the first place. Is sure. like to, to give myself the opportunity um, under my terms instead of uh, being somewhere where I wasn't really sure what the offense was going to look like. Well, shoot, let's just go to play an offense that I want to play in um, that I know what it's going to look like with the players I know that are going to be there. Funnest thing you've done in Provo? Funnest thing I've done in Provo. That's a great question. It happened in Salt Lake. <laughs> Come on, I've been held in your thinking Salt Lake. through about a thousand of them. <laughs> well, well I was happened to... in Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> we we've been golfing a lot, like too much, probably. <laughs> like so, the golf in Provo is great. It's pretty pretty cheap. I went golfing with John Beck in Park City the other day. Like that was incredible. That's not Provo, but not cheap. Um, like I said, it happened in Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I don't really like. I think about. It, I don't really do a whole lot of things. I feel like I just go hang out with the guys and. That's my favorite thing about Provo is it's pretty low key, but like we get to do a ton of stuff uh, in the off season because guys are hanging around, always willing to go do stuff. Do you feel like I know some people along? take you to Utah Lake? You go carp gigging if you want. <laughs> yeah, go catch some of those carp. Do you do you do you look at this and 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 say you know what this is kind of the because it seems like you're having so much dang fun. Is this kind of the best team situation you've been in? You feel real comfortable with all these guys? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I've had like at USC, I had so many friends at Pitt. There's still so many people at Pitt that I like. I really care about and I'm friends with, but like, it's 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 weird. Like to the level of of this team, it's so unique. Like, I feel like I've said a hundred times a day, but there's like a, there's like a certain like security with guys on our team that they're willing to go up and talk to you and not hold anything back. And I feel like most locker rooms that I've been in, guys are held back or like they try to put uh. a wall up. And here it's like, no, nah, like this is who I am. This is who you are. I want to get to know you. All right, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And guys are. Always trying to go do something. We played like basketball all the time, we played golf all the time. We played in St. George. We played volleyball for like four hours just because we felt like it. Like it's, uh, it's you never know what you're gonna get. Even guys trying to do karaoke and stuff like that. That's no football player on any other school I've been in would want to do karaoke. <laughs> and maybe that's the BYU thing. That's like goofy, but I think it's, it's a BYU really cool. thing. Oh, quit it! <laughs> hey, when 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 you committed to BYU, was BYU already a member of the Big Twelve? Uh, they were going like they were planned. There was so they were that's what I'm saying. Yes, were they already yes. in? Announcement? I knew they were going to be in the Big Twelve. Yeah. If if they weren't, if they were still independent or Mount West Conference, would that have made a difference for your decision? Uh, no, honestly, I don't think it would have. Wow. Um, and I shouldn't be saying that Big Twelve Media Day, but um, but no, I, just because like Zach, like again, I want to have a great year. Um, but again, like my own goal is to get drafted and have the best chance to to have success in the next level. And to me, Zach and Jaron. Um, you know, had the opportunity, and you know Zach played in a year where they didn't even really get to play the best teams that BYU usually plays. Sure, and Jaron got to play plenty of great teams in Independence. So I think for me, it's more so about the situation. And then it was like, oh, you're going to be the Big Twelve too. I was like, okay, so that's not even like a question mark, like about competition and stuff. Um, to me, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keaton, we appreciate all the time that you've spent with us, and uh, I know it's a long day for you guys. Uh, we're really looking forward to the season, man. This is going to be a lot of fun, and it got kicked off in a really, really fun way. great to catch too. up with you. Yeah. No, I'm excited, too. Thank you guys so much. Right, yeah, thank you, you Keaton.